G'day guys, it's Clint Adams here and we are recording podcast number 21 of The Full Landscape. I'm here with D'Artagnan McDonald from The Paint and Render Co. Uh, some of you may be thinking, what does The Paint and Render Co. have to do with landscaping and the full landscape? Um, I guess you'll have to listen to find out. Uh, in this podcast, we dive into D'Artagnan's background um, and uh, try to tie some parallels between the painting industry and his trade background uh, with what you guys are doing out in the landscape industry. So I hope you enjoy this one. If you've got any questions or comments, please feel free to throw them in the comments below. Thanks for listening. Y'all ready to turn it up So, um, I guess uh, if you could give us a brief introduction, your name, your business, um, what you're currently doing um, before we get into things. Okay, so D'Artagnan MacDonald. Uh, basically, I own a company called The Paint and Render Co., which is a very unique, um, scalable and systemizable model that we built, mm-hmm. uh, which does painting and rendering through, through properties for pre-sale, upsell, and rental. Yep. So a very unique model, um, very uh, systematic in its approach. Uh, there's a lot of different moving elements to it, about five points of difference that make the whole thing very unique, um, but something that we see uh, rolling out nationally across the country. Yep. Was painting something that you fell into or it was something that you chose? Mm. Were there other businesses that you had kind of been involved in leading into paint and render um, well yeah so I, I wanted to be a carpenter growing up right and so I went and did my pre-voc um, carpentry course and everything originally and I couldn't get a, uh, a apprenticeship at the time and actually no one who was doing our course could one of my mates finally got one I think four months after we'd all done the course and um, he came across a couple of painters who he said look I, I know a great guy D'Artagnan he's a really good guy he's yeah. a hard worker um, can you give him a job in the meantime whilst you know he finds something in carpentry um, that was obviously a painting job mm-hmm. and then that literally led into um, me sort of developing a passion for it and, and, and doing it pretty much ever since so I've done other things since then but it wasn't until the age of 23 where I started my business um, and that's really where my evolution as an individual in business came from how old are you now? Uh, 31. So eight years business owner. Prior to that, what, five or six years as an employee being a painter? Yeah, I mean, I started at uh, 16. Yep. Yeah, so 16 um, right through to 23, yeah. So you know your way around a paintbrush now. Yeah. You've done enough. Very experienced. You've done your 10,000 hours or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I guess what drove you to start a business in the first place? I think it's like most people, like, you know, most traders will get to the point where obviously they feel that they can do it better than their boss or that they're looking for that flexibility and lifestyle that they don't currently have. Um, When you take that leap, you know, and and you, you know, for the first time, you go, well, I'm going to do this. You realize there's a lot that you do not know. Um, And then you spend the next three, four, five, and in some people's cases, 15, 20 years figuring out how to build a business. Yeah. Yeah. That quote, you don't know what you don't know, kind of comes to mind. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so, I guess, at its, and I know your history a little yeah. bit more than obviously the audience, but I'll ask mm. questions I know to, I know the answers to already. At, at its peak, mm. um, how many employees did you have or how many contractors at, at the at the, at the, at the peak, it was sort of about eight. I, I'd probably say eight consistently for that peak period. I mean, that was the max that we sort of really got to consistently. Yep. Um, that was the previous company that we had. Yep. And it was through scaling quickly like most traders do. And I find this to be very common where all this work starts to flow in. They start to build a good reputation and work just floods in. So yep. they hire quickly. Yep. They start doing all the work. And they realize that they haven't hired for culture. Mm-hmm. And they haven't hired for um, you know further implementation of where the business is going. Mm-hmm. And so with that quick scaling, they often find that the wheels fall off um, and they've got themselves in far too deep 
uh, and that's what we did with the previous company and that was a real lesson where um, I had to learn everything I had to also become humble I mm-hmm. wasn't the person that I was at that point I had certain characteristics that I do today um, but I had a lot more ego yep. and so that that fall which I believe every entrepreneur and business owner needs to go through mm-hmm. is an important part of you establishing who you want to be as a leader um, and that's led me to where I am today it's funny that what you just said as you were saying it there I can think of probably five or eight landscapers that have the parallel experience yep. where they they start winning work especially in a buoyant economy mm-hmm. and there's they're like we want you we want you we want you and yeah. they have to hire and they have to hire fast because yeah. they've just said yes all the time yeah um, I think that's probably one of the biggest lessons I learned really early was how powerful the the, the answer of no is over the answer of yes mm-hmm. and how um, if you start saying no to things that aren't exactly in line with what you desire mm. you actually fill those no holes with good yeses mm-hmm. and when you when you describe the paint of Rendico you yeah. can hear what your ideal client is like yeah. you, you talk about what you want and obviously you didn't expand on it too much but I know that you do quite specific jobs it's mm-hmm. not you know we paint anything or we, yeah. we paint full houses yep. like we don't do that we don't yep. do that we don't do that and it, it enables you to have I guess the ideal client I think on that, I think that the best value that we can give to anyone that's really listening to this that is in the trade industry is that that's exactly right. You'll go out and do just about anything when you first start, right? And I sort of really do think that it's about the three-year period where you as a business owner will actually know what you do do well and what you don't do well. And so my three trades are painting, rendering, and roofing. And we were doing everything from uh, rendering front of houses to doing 30 stores at uh, Tea Tree Plaza. You know, so I know everything from shop fitting to commercial to schools we've done it all and I've been on roofs cleaning them like everything so I know the ins and outs and it was through the development of trying trial and error that I established what we do well Mm. but also what is scalable and repeatable for the people that I bring on board because it's something that they need to wake up every single day and feel good about themselves and if I'm making them do some pretty horrible jobs which the trade industry has many of um, that's not going to allow them to hold their head high so the paint and render co is an evolution of all the issues and the, the things that I've come across in, in my experience um, and packaged in a way that serves the customers um, unlike any other business but ultimately provides a, a longevity and a career path that tradies currently don't have at least in the painting and rendering side. And the ones that are most in line with I guess your desires mm-hmm. because I guess anyone else could do the same as you've done but they might choose roofing. Yeah. You know because that's what they found was the best for them. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of landscapers can probably um, or any, any trade mm. if they don't take some time to reflect mm-hmm. at that three year period yeah. potentially or yeah. five year period yeah. or whatever it is for them there's a trap that they groundhog day the next 10 years yeah. and then wake up one day and go hang on I've got six or eight guys that all own their house mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm still struggling I'm yeah. still working 80 hours a week yeah. I don't know why I do this I hate it now yeah. um, so I think if I guess for any young business owners listening or watching having time to reflect is probably an important point to bring up now that we're talking about that um, so uh, obviously you went through all that process do you feel like you've learned enough now like and obviously you'd have, you've never learned at all but mm. to, to not re- replicate those mistakes and you're ready to start again or are you still in this kind of I'm alright we're ready but we're not yeah look we, we 
with there's still things that I need to learn, and so this year and, and further to uh, you know some of our conversations previously is that this year is all about I, I've been the entrepreneur, I've mm-hmm. been the driven guy, being you know five ten years where I'm taking this business. So being in from where I want to be ten years from now, I've had to think about all the ins and outs, I've all the moving nuts and bolts of this business I've actually gone through and created. Yep. So I've thought about just everything you can possibly imagine, like because you have really, a lot of time to think as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm I'm a deep thinker. I'm very creative, and I put myself in 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 people's minds and I really Mm. think how they're going to think what are they going to do what's going to be an issue every single day do you think you do that too much no you're not an overthinker so you know where to pause that and I think well you know I I think any entrepreneur um, needs to you know how long's a piece of string right yeah. that, that's always the issue with that sort of question um, and and to the point is that yeah at now that we've got all those things sorted out it's more about being a manager this year yep. so I've created the systems I know what the ins and outs work I know how to run the whole thing I know how to make it extremely profitable I know how to close the deals yep. I know how to present it beautifully I'm, yep. you know all, everything um, the last sort of puzzle piece to this is now just managing the people every single day to yep. rock up and do a phenomenal job yep. so that is my focus for this year yep. and from what I understand or from what we've talked about your the welfare of your staff is quite important mm. um, we, we talked about obviously Daitanya's just painted uh, the rental property that we're trying to sell at the moment and he mentioned when we were talking about maybe trying gym memberships for staff which we've tried and it doesn't yeah. it didn't work for us um, and we talked about massage especially in a trade where your arms are above your head mm. for a large yeah. majority of the day yeah um, it's um, I guess as a business owner we we have to be careful not to give up just because the first one didn't work like with the incentive side of thing um i was offering gym memberships for all my staff that had worked with me longer than 12 months or or 24 months or something Mm. and they just didn't go yeah so we were just paying this thing and it was nice like for them to tell their mates at the table at dinner like yeah man my salary package includes a gym membership if they're not using it then it doesn't matter and it's that that's the thing as anyone listening who's got a business is to understand that it is trial and error so things are going to work for three of them aren't going to work for the other four so you know the reason that I go down these paths and have these conversations is so that I can better understand how I can develop as a leader and how I can put systems in place and culture in place that um, is obviously going to benefit them as the employee but ultimately understand that you know it is flexible because as people come and go we need to have the mindset that we need to create and evolve that culture to fit the new people that are there because you're not ever going to get a carbon copy of the the other person you're not um have you ever personality tested um i guess potential employees against existing employees look we don't go as far as that um no i mean like you know the basic kind of quadrant I mean, you've probably got yeah, enough yeah, of a yeah. sense. You could, yeah. You could, you could, you could, I'm, you could a, I'm guess a great someone. judge of character for the yeah. most part. So the the issue that we've got in the trade industry for the most part, and, and this is across every single yep. trade, is that the the every single one in this industry has been treated like shit for the most part, right? They're used As in the decades prior to yes. this decade? Yeah, yeah. So what they've been done is we're so used to going to the toilet on a job site and someone's throwing rocks as soon as you walk in the porta potty and that's normal. Right, it's so, this very larrikin kind of yeah, like. It's this, it was done to me when I was an apprentice, exactly. so it's my right to do it. Exactly. To the next when yeah. when the truth is, as much as you know, it's this whole boys will be boys thing, right? Yep. Like it's inappropriate. Yep. If you were throwing rocks at someone when they're toilet in any other industry, it would be harassment. <laughs> Imagine that in a law firm. You would be you you would be done for. You're not even allowed to talk. Sexual there. harassment. And so, uh, like, I'm not, you know, anti against anything. It's no. just the point that we need to create a culture it's within changed. this industry. Yep. Yeah. And yep. we need to evolve and understand that we want tradies to hold their head high yep. and to be professional people wherever they go. Yep. So rather than them calling me and saying, how much do you pay? Because they just want to know. That's that, the first question. That's the first question. Yeah. Because they want to know if the dollar figure is high enough to tolerate your crap. Yeah. Rather than saying, yeah. hey, who are you as yeah. a company? What's your 
yeah what's your values yeah that, I mean that's an um, that would be I'd love to have people approach here and say look we've watched your content mm. I've seen your 12 values yes. I agree with 8 yep Four, I'm a bit iffy of and I need to understand better mm. this is the right place for me mm-hmm. can I leave you my details you yeah. probably don't have a job at the moment yeah. I'd just be like uh, yeah you, you you can start now like, I wouldn't even have yeah. you don't even have a job for them and you're yeah. like um, yeah yeah okay you sound like the right yeah. person it's and I, for fear of ripping someone off it's like reverse engineering your yeah, yeah. your end result and then well, on that point, and I said that's a perfect segue into what I was about to say, is that we understand content creation to the point where it's putting us in a different light mm. and it's allowing people to actually see another side of us. Yeah. So we're going to attract talent who's mm. going to be able to see us through that medium, which they otherwise wouldn't be yep. able to. And so my whole thesis on what I'm trying to push this year is exactly distributing content in a way that people see the other side of that's me. That's appealing. It's appealing. Jamie, who's my assistant, mm. um, she when she applied for the job after we hired, once I'd hired her, I asked her why she applied and she said she looked me up and found me on LinkedIn and thought that I'd be someone fun to work for. Cool. And that's why she applied for the job. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I I guess probably I thought, because I thought she's probably overqualified for this role. Like she'd been mm. doing an EA role for a larger company and mm. a higher, I guess a higher profile person depending on how you want to judge yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting to see that and I, and I look forward to the in a decade mm. when there's so much more reputation for us and yeah. obviously for you when yeah. you're just getting these calls like what do I need to do mm. to come and do work experience with you because we don't get any of that imagine yeah. uh, like kids like school kids like mm-hmm. can we come and do work experience with you yeah. it looks like fun Yeah, you know not just like oh I forgot to organize work experience. Yeah. Can I do it at yours? I, I can give you a prime example and I won't go into, I won't name the business as such, but there's there's somebody pretty reputable in Australia who's obviously producing content at yep. a high level. Yep. And I've gone back through and watched all of their episodes in order to see exactly their ascent and the way that they did it. Yep. And it was from content creation. The content obviously created more customers. Yep. The customers obviously paid money, which in yep. turn allowed Pays them to then more content. More, more content, which also allowed them to then recruit. Yep. The content then that was distributed allowed more talented people to see it Mm -hmm. which meant that they went from sacking multiple people who had drug issues and all the rest of it to getting to a point you know throughout six to twelve months later where they were getting those resumes from people saying i'm a talent i would love to work for you so i do believe that is the correct path and it is the the avenue that i'm taking now i think you just need the cash flow to bank the content yeah or the time flow yeah which you have a different level of time flow to say i do yeah because of our personal commitments Mm -hmm. um i can't film and edit yeah so i don't well Um, you look at me for some of our last couple of videos that i've posted i've edited that's right like yeah. I, I got in there and I've edited those videos, so I'm I'm out painting properties. I'm yep. out there. I literally scrubbed the floor. And you're talking running eighties, like eighty out, two Absolutely. houses a week. Absolutely, no, that's what we talked about. Like just prior to this podcast, I was on my hands and knees scrubbing a floor, getting a house ready. Yep. I got already closed a deal today. Yep. Saw a customer, finished the house off, scrubbed the whole thing, organized the videographer, organized my videographer, <laughs> came here to film this podcast, and yep. I'll be going back out and doing quotes after this. Yeah. So it's, and for anyone listening in South Australia, I think it's forty degrees today. Yeah. Celsius for those listening around the world. Yeah. So, um, what are you laughing at, DK? We got a global audience. Don't you remember the <laughs> Russians? We got there's on our SoundCloud. Yeah, it shows you the countries that people have listened to your podcast. Yeah, yeah. and there's like Russia. <laughs> I'm like, nice. Okay, yeah, yeah I'll take it. Cool. Yeah. Water Pro Russia. We should yeah. get the domain. But um, <laughs> yeah, so if you can afford, and that's why we've got DK. I mean, mm. it's it's funny when you get questions like, is that really worth the money? Mm. 
to have someone full time yeah making videos like look you 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 I spent a substantial amount of money from the start of 2017 right through to the start of 2019 in my own development so when you start creating that content unless you've heavily studied people doing it yep. you even when you point that camera in your face for the first time you have to understand your message yep. so there's heaps of footage of me standing in front of like the convention center or you know a gazebo or I something did, I did notice early content it was just like we have D'Artagnan's Adelaide absolutely <laughs> archived uh, like, footage so over two years and I was speaking to DK just before and and what we've now got is an individual who's you know travelled up to Sydney in the start of 2017 with this concept yep. went to go get an investment was yep. flying around on planes seeing very successful people didn't get investment and then went away and then had to build it yep. so it felt like this Hollywood story of us you know getting an investment and, and, and we were in Silicon Valley and everything was going to be phenomenal and the, then reality kicks in yep. and we had to go away for the last two years and build this thing so we've still documented. I have a lot of footage that we filmed throughout yeah. that, not just through what my videographers have done, but what I've done on GoPro. Yep. So every single day I've been documenting. Yeah. So all of this is stored, ready to go. So when we're ready right through to our first franchisee signing, we're going to yep. put together this entire thing from concept right through to first person signing the franchise. Yep. And it's going to be phenomenal. Um, and that alone is going to allow then more franchisees to see that. Which is basically what you just described. Exactly. Because that franchisee starts working, hopefully in South Australia, yeah. and then all of a sudden, well, it doesn't really matter, but mm. it's easier for you to assist and, yeah. and videograph, yeah. videographer. Um, sorry, do we? Is there enough light in here, DK? I notice the light's not on. You're all good. Um, so yeah, so you sign your first franchisee, mm. which brings in enough money yeah. for you to support and then film, yeah. and then other people see the success, and yeah. then you get more and you film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're just at the moment you're at this tipping point yeah. well, you're waiting for your tipping point yeah. the first franchisee everything's Absolutely. ready yeah. systems mm-hmm. all that jazz mm-hmm. so um, you mentioned that you've flown up to Sydney a bit I'm, yeah. I'm aware of I guess um, educational seminars and yeah. that, that you've been to yeah. um, are there any I guess uh, people that you look up to in Australia or around the world either that you have direct contact with or do you have mentors in your life or is it something that you've you've had um, you don't have now Look, it's it's an evolution of that. You know, I, I personally wouldn't give credit to anyone, and, and I don't say that rudely. I just say that in the sense that, you know, for me, I've had to do a lot of it myself. If, if, if anything, rather than saying, um, you know, there's obviously Gary Vee, Grant Cadone, there's yep. those big people. Like, I've taken a little bit of yep. different people. You know, there yep. is certain elements I've taken from Kerwin Ray, from Jack Delosa throughout yep. my journey. Yep. So, absolutely, I give credit to them for those little pieces. And I think the important part about that is a mentor isn't forever. A yep. mentor is a stepping stone. Yep. And when you're at a certain point in your life, you find those individuals and you, you, you use and implement the information that they give you yep. to get past the point that you require. And if you stay there, you well, kind of it's, you it's, a, it's there, a danger what, what happens I believe with mentors is that so many people go to mentors because it happens to me all the time and they'll yep. reach out for clarity and yep. what they do is they say wow like I've got this idea and I want you to help me and it's yep. like great how do you think I can help oh they don't know. Yep. So they go to these people that thinking that they're going to give them the path forward, which most of the time will come with you with just getting your hands dirty and implementing things. Just do. It Just do. And if you stay around these people for too long, what they end up doing is then imprinting their values upon you, which is not what yours are, yeah. but you believe they are. Yep. And then you get involved in their environment in yep. which you stay for a very long period of time. And lose equity in what was originally potentially your idea yeah. and all freedom 
to be the very best yeah. individual slash entrepreneur slash mm-hmm. whatever you want to mm-hmm. call yourself. I take elements from every one of these, you know, mentors and influencers and people that that, that I've seen. Um, and if I'm going to be truthful and give credit to anyone, it's it's really my close knit circle that stood by me through the last few all your years. friends, yeah, all my friends. You know, yep. well, I say well, they are friends, yep. um, but people that have actually helped me with the business yep. um, because with they, no expectation, of with no expectation. Yep. These are the people who are taking my calls. You know, three times a day when yep. something's gone wrong, yep. we need to implement things, yep. and and they're helping me fix them and are these are like a combination of business owners friends yeah, parents they families yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. they're yep. a combination of, of business owners who've rallied behind me and what again back to the content is that because I've distributed content and people have seen a different side to me and seen wow this is a really inspirational guy this is yeah. someone I want to get behind and, and see succeed in life yeah. so they're helping me they don't mind helping they don't mind yeah. because they, they, they understand that there's that, that, I'm a, that I'm a good person who's wanting to do great in this world that I have not just a unique business model but I have a passion to inspire other people as well yep. and if you can give back and if you can contribute to society and if you can create content that actually helps people mm. they will rally behind you to see you successful well you find other people like look even a very micro example like that you're here mm. you know this is a the landscape podcast yeah and you're a paint and render guy mm, mm. you know i mean they render walls but it's not a, it was never a, it wasn't about um you know, me seeing that you have this direct parallel to, mm, to mm. my audience. It yep. was me going, what you're trying to do is cool and yep. it's a good story and there's going to be a young, one young guy mm, or girl mm. sitting out there that's like, I've just finished my landscape design mm. degree or TAFE course or I've just finished my Cert 3 in horticulture. Yeah. I'm going to do this. This mm. is my dream. Yeah. Hey, there's a guy that's ate shit for 6, 8, 10, 12, 13 years and mm. he's still doing it. So, mm. it gives them an understanding that I guess this is what you can do if you put your mind yeah. to it and that never don't give up because it's not going to be as easy as flying to Sydney and getting a check and it's boom not. boom like it never is champagne parties in the VIP room like no you have it's to not and, and I bought into that too you know I, I, I'm the one on the planes I'm the one you know you know driving around and, and, and everything seemed fancy um, and I had to have that reality check with myself as well because you can get caught up in that but that's not life it's just not yeah. and so like even if even if I got investment and even if things had happened that way I wouldn't be the individual that I am today and it, as, as cliche as that sounds the last six months you know there's a certain point where you feel like when do I become an adult the last six months I'm an adult yep. I have I have honestly aged 10 years in the last six months through what I've had to go through mentally mentally and, yep. I, and, I, and I feel I can't even explain the transition that I've had and yep. that's why I haven't had a day off um, I took Christmas day off and that was it and well, I we, were, every we were there day. together like, exactly I mean mine's a bit different because I'm trying to sell my house but yep. you were there painting my I was house there. Um, I was there hands and knees getting stuff done and because that that's what it of, takes of heat as well like yeah. we were, we, luckily that house had air conditioning yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't air conditioning in the pool I can tell you that but, but that's that's what we need to discuss with people because it's not about working every single day to get where you need to go no. but it's about understanding when you need to work every single that's right. day then you work every that's single right. day and then when your body tells you you need a break that's when you take a break I, I, you listen to it yeah you know um, I work I would wake up once every six months and feel like I don't really want to do anything today mm. and it's rare yeah. and I had that not yesterday but the day before I was just like I'm done mm-hmm. I, I'm, I had a new diet so I'd been eating a keto diet for eight days nine days yeah. I was inside what they call the keto flu mm-hmm. where you just feel like shit mm. and I knew that was kind of a transitional period to come out the other side and feel better Yeah. so I just didn't do anything Yeah. Right. and that's fine mm. you know like one day mm. you know I still mowed the lawns at Gillis Plains in 40 yeah. degree heat Yeah. Um, 
did food shopping for the family for mm. the whole day mm. answered every text and whatever yeah. else in bed well, I think and went to the gym I think the, the, <laughs> I think the best thing to say to that to any of the early stage business owners or people looking to get into yep. business is that this race is a heck of a lot longer than you realise yeah. and so you go out the gate and you do your two years and your three years working every single day seven days a week and, and you burn out yep. and so you're right you do then have injuries and you need to listen to your body yep. if we can sink into people right from day one that listen to build a successful business takes a minimum of 10 years mm. and I'll say that again right to oh, build mate, a successful business takes a minimum you. of 10 years when we first started water pro well, what was fluid designs then so this company february 19 this year is a 10-year anniversary of the first invoice this company made yeah right and so we opened on january 1st mm. but we took kind of that first four weeks to set up shelves sign new accounts mm. paint buy 286 dollars computers from the recycled office shop to yep. run our business on and then we wrote these goals down and one of the goals I found it in the computer the other day because I was sitting here I'm like oh, I've got goals from 10 years ago I haven't looked at for mm. 7 years and one of them was retirement party December 31st 2018 yeah so I went past that day and all I could think of is yeah. like why would I ever want to stop yeah like yeah. because that 10 years mm. I would say very close to 9 years I yeah. came out the other side because for, for 6 years 5 years mm. we were dealing with like tax debt from a business dissolve mm. or a mm. partnership dissolution yeah and i was like when's when's this going to be good mm. this is shit <laughs> like this is continuously yeah. shit and you know you you would have had it where like you don't make your wage for five years like the wage you left oh yeah with your last employer yeah you're still chasing that for five yeah. years because yeah. you've got to buy business cards and uniforms and blah, yeah. Blah, blah. yeah so it was funny that um that i saw that because i think everyone like for people that start the business with the idea of selling it or retiring in five to ten mm. years you, you shouldn't really start a business like no. it's, if you start a business because you're addicted to it and you want to do it for the rest of your life yeah. i didn't realize that at the start i was quite lucky few do few um, do and i think yeah cu- culturally with social media we changed because when i started at 23 there wasn't you know gary b there wasn't these people to consume in the way we what do year? now uh that would have been uh 23 no 2011 yeah, okay. 2011, yep. something like that. Yep. So, this so that's is when YouTube basically started. 2010-11. Yep. You, like, I, I had a, without going into the whole thing, I, I had a successful online networking group here in Adelaide. We yep. have a, had over, it's called The Hive. The Hive, we, yeah. We so that's, yep. I'm, I'm familiar with that because yep. one of our clients at the time yep. was friends with you. Yeah. So I've seen yep. photos of you without your beard. In yeah, your yeah, yeah, young me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, and that was, the, the, the Hive developed from, uh, when I started my business at 23, I think at about 24, I created the Hive and yep. the point of it was for me to further network. Yep. Okay, and so the whole point was that we, we created a Facebook group, we had a whole bunch of business throughout Adelaide come into it. Yep. Um, we had uh, about over 600 pretty active members that were constantly engaging with each other, yep. catching up with each other. This is like groups before groups were groups. This was groups before groups. This was pre, this is when LinkedIn had groups and then yep. they took them away and now apparently they're coming back yep. this is early early days yep. and so we really were pioneering this when you say we you, you use the word we in most of the sentences yeah. you said it's you isn't it it's it was me yeah. and I, I did bring on my brother to help with graphic yeah. design and other things yep. but yeah it was it was and with, when you talk about paint and rendico you keep saying we but you're the sole director yeah yeah it's yeah. a good way of talking it, I, I, I'm the same yeah and it's 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 not intentional it's just part of the, well, it's, the way someone it's just because you know look and, and, I, and I say we because it was always there's always other people right yeah. there's always other people right and, and, and no I one's self made no one's self made and it's we because you know we as in who we are today but we of where we're going tomorrow yeah. right so I look at myself I'm looking at myself 10 years from now I'm looking at a national and then an international franchise yep. owner and, and I say we because I'm building a team that I'm going to take yeah. to that place no I like 
like it. Yeah. I, I wanted to highlight that. I think it was important because yeah. I keep hearing it in the podcast. So anyway, so yeah. we where were we? Uh, the hive. The hive. So you had the hive. Yep. Um, you would. That, so that was a networking group for so networking group had over six hundred members. Uh, we had two events. One had one hundred and twenty first to ten, and then it was at one hundred and fifteen for the second one at the Pier yep. Hotel. Very so successful. Was this a, you made money off this. No, it just self-funded. It was like a not-for-profit. I, I poured money into it. No um, shit. What, yeah, yeah. So I took all my money from my painting company at that that back then at 23, 24. And my brother did a lot of the graphic design stuff yep. and made it pretty cool. So posters and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Event yeah absolutely, organ, yeah. yeah, yeah. Invites, we, yeah. We, had, we had a whole range of things. We had five different Facebook pages at the time that were doing different things. Yep. And um, we were building a social media website. So we were actually building our... So if you, What you were going to be have, have as a Facebook or a LinkedIn. Yeah, yep. yep. we actually built... We had 100 um, um, in uh, beta testing. We had 100 people on there. Yep. Um, so to give you an insight, if you remember Branch Out, that's how far this is yeah. going back. Um, we were building our own Branch Out. I don't think I touched Facebook till 14. Right. So it's basically... It was a version of... Um, LinkedIn, essentially, yep. and we were building that out. Uh, it got to a point where, um, yeah, we weren't making money, and it was, you know, it was, it was a lot of effort. Well, development expenses, it's, it's very well. expensive, especially back then. It was. So I, I closed it down. Yep. Um, but at the same time, uh, then I created a company called My Guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And My Guy was a whole company because every tradie was always, you know, someone, a customer was coming up to us and saying, Look, I need some work done. Do you know yeah. a guy? And yeah, then I came yeah. up with My Guy. Yeah. And so My Guy did everything else that we didn't do. Yep. So it was a carpentry, landscaping, everything under because that Because you banner. saw. An opportunity. opportunity. An yep. opportunity. And you kept saying yes too much? Yeah, well, I did, yes. And so what I did is I took the concept and I built out the website. I built out the business um, from a, um, a clean skin that mm-hmm. anyone could come into and use. And I sold that company at 26 years of age. No shit. Yeah. So you sold your first company at 26? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Have you sold any other company since? So that was That's the only-, only one that I've sold. So yep. the Hive, I, I held on to. We had multiple people approach us and try and buy in on that. Yep. Um, my guy is the one I sold. And then obviously the Panorentico is the one I'm going to be franchising. Yeah, cool. So that'll yep. be yours forever, yep. basically. That's, well, that's not for sale, but The it's person for sale. who I sold my guy to at its peak took that to nine person strong team. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay. it's, so they've done well out of it. Yeah, it's good. It's still running. Uh, it's closed. They yeah. they've closed it down for own personal reasons yeah, yeah, and yeah, moved that. on to other things. But the business itself, the the concept, and it, it's great. Okay, so I was going to go in a different direction with mm. regards to the um, I guess landscapers and systems, but I don't yeah. think that's really suitable for now. And I think that if anyone wanted to talk to you in more detail about um, what you're doing with the paint and render and the franchising, they can contact you directly. Yeah. So right now, um, if you I guess we're starting. A landscape business mm. or a paint yeah, yeah. render code business right now I guess what would your first day look like what would be the most important thing that you would be aiming to do day one like you've, you've you've ready to go you've, mm. you've left your job you've got your paint well you know you don't know paint you've got your car mm-hmm. and you've got your rollers and your brushes yep. you yep. don't have any paint and what, what what's the first thing a business owner should be concentrating on in look, your in your opinion one man's opinion no well look in my opinion I think you need to just put your head down for three years that's all I would say. Yep. I would say go do figure out go take your trade and go for three years and try everything within that trade. Examples like so, where I was going with like yep. who should they be calling? How should they be finding work? Um, who should they be networking with? What suppliers yeah. should they be talking to? Should they have one supplier? Should they have three suppliers? Like, do you have views on all that? Look, it's it's 
It, do, do you want to start it from like, there, or do you, you want getting do you leads want, from? Do you want me to like push? Because I, I can give some real value um, for someone who's been in business for a couple of years. If you want me to fast that way, yeah. Look, okay. it's, it's. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've okay. probably got fifty minutes before I have to bounce, so we've that's got time. Cool. Well, listen. Okay, so what I would suggest, and this is this is something that's honestly taken me ten years to develop. Yep. This this is my cream, right? So what I would suggest any business starting out or someone that's been in business for the first couple of years is first to establish the purpose of where you want to take it, right? Yep. Where do you want to take your business? Yep. Do you want to be the best plumbing business, the landscape? business do you want to do the most fantastic installs what is it that you want to do yep. right that's what you first have to establish when you trialed and errored a few different things that you do okay which is the the services so that that's you that list. first three years is yeah. like i like that we made good money doing that that was shit mm-hmm. i don't want to do that anymore exactly get that list get it get that list yep. right once you know the purpose of the business you write out those services and you go which one which of those services correlate to where the purpose is going to go yep once you've established that, then you start crossing them out and saying which ones are the most profitable. Yep. Okay. Once you've established either three or four of those services that are now the most profitable and in line with where you're going to yep. go, all right, you're able to establish what I call packages. And so just like we've done with our franchise model is we take four interior painting packages. Yep. We don't go paint one one room. Yep. We do all the walls in the house, yep. all the ceilings and walls, yep. or all the ceilings and empty walls houses. And, woodwork, and empty houses. Yep. So we take in the cream jobs within our industry and package them in the way think a big mac meal yep. that's what we do yep. and anything additional to that is what we call boosters yep. and that's like adding your sunday to your big mac meal yep. so if you're if you're a landscaper and you do installs there might be a variation of um the turf that you might install so there might be three select choices that you use you know it depends on what you're trying to do if it's a new home and you just got a standardized packaging system yep. so you might have six plants that you choose from you know yep. three or four bark mulching options things of that nature those are your boosters and you package them in a way that that's going to be most profitable for you. Yep. All right. Yep. So, the part where you decide what your perp- what your goal with the business is, mm. that would be around how big you want it to be. Yep. Um, where you want to be based. Yep. Your turnover. Yep. Your profit. How much money you need to be happy. Yeah. How many hours you want to spend on the business. Yeah. How much time you want to spend surfing or fishing or mm-hmm. whatever it is, family time. So mm. get that yep. real clear. Yeah. Before you start the next step of how do you get. So it's really just reverse engineering. It's reverse engineering. The 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 way that we've done ours is that. I know that one person could do one full house in a week. Yep. Okay. We calculate 42 weeks over the working weeks over the year. Based on annual leave, sick leave. Exactly. Or you're talking, you want to give your guys eight weeks off. Yeah. Yeah. If they have bereavement leave, if if everything goes off. So then we establish 42 working weeks of the year and we come up with roughly a figure of uh, 184,000 off the top of my head. Somewhere somewhere in that vicinity. Okay. Then Then you further reduce that margin by 70%. Because of hot weather, fatigue, all the yep. other factors, yep. it comes. Our figure comes in somewhere about one thirty-four per person. Okay. Hey. Yep. Yep. Of, of uh, chargeable paint time. Yep. Yep. And then what we do, which is, is very conservative, because you've yeah chunked it. Oh yeah. Twice or three times. Oh yeah. Yep. And then and then what we do is go. Okay. How do we increase that price? Yep. Can we can we cut costs on obviously uh, uh, supplies, on products, on yep. on delivery, any yep. number of those things? Um. You know, can we can we up our prices? Yep. You know, what are all the various we do? Exactly. Yep. And tips and tricks that you've learned yep. over them. Yeah. Yep. And and so there's a whole system that we've created of what I believe that tradies should do. Yep. And so by by setting first by creating packages. Okay, and then understanding how many packs. So to give you another example, just so that we can do this, I haven't thought about it for, for landscapers, but one of my friends is the Tyler. Yep. Okay, what he does is thirty to fifty thousand dollar bathroom renovations. Okay, and one of his guys was still going out and doing uh, sixty five dollar an hour grout repairs. Yep. 
I turned around to him and said, could that same guy not do a $50,000 bathroom renovation? He goes, yep. well, yeah, he can. Yep. So we went through his entire system, established three different um, bathroom renovation packages, which yep. is a, a, a retro, a half and half, and a full makeover. Yep. We priced each one of those, yep. okay? And then I said, how many bathrooms can a guy do in a month? Yep. Well, one guy can only do one bathroom a month. Yep. Put it at 30K, yep. then then set his targets at this, just yep. go for the 12 month. Yep. This is a um, 360,000. Yep. So you, you just, just set your targets based on your guys yep. and work out your numbers from there. Yep. Okay. Then now you've got packages, then you can just ensure that they focus on that, that product mm. that they're trying to do. Right, you've got real margins, and then all you're trying to do is then increase the price mm. of that product. This, I think, um, I'm not sure if it was Richard Branson that talked about, I guess, if you can sell a product over a service, mm. that's, that's key. And then if you can sell subscription-based yep. over that, that's even better. And yep. if you can sell forward-paid subscription-based, yep. that's the best. Yeah. So you're trying to take, we're not trying to, you've successfully taken what people traditionally looked at as a service mm-hmm. and made it a product. Yeah. One thing I found really beneficial, and this is probably a really good tip for any of the landscapers listening, is that D'Artagnan was very clear uh, around communicating uh, the payment schedule of the work that he was doing for me, and he had an FPOS machine with him. Um, I've talked about this with some landscapers before, and they're like, oh, you know, it's expensive to have an FPOS machine in the car or mm, whatever. I'm mm. like, what's it costing you to chase 7K or 12K or oh, 30K from a client who's... Yeah. You know, you at the la- end of the day, you had say 500 or 1200 dollars left on that job mm, mm. if i wasn't happy with something it's enough for you to be like cool man like exactly we'll deal with it yep but it's not so much that you're like dude i've got to pay staff exactly. i've got bills so it's just it's, give, it's perfect that, that so the perfect example of that is that you know and it, it, the, i'll just explain it in painting terms because it's going to be the easiest quickest way yep. to get to the point is that we know where we're taking the company okay i've then packaged the entire business in a way that works for us yep. i've then created step by step um, of how to do each of those packages. Yep. Right, so we've got an app and every single step in to do that. At, at, at the completion of each stage of those steps where we've gone preparation, ceilings, walls, woodwork, cleanup, yep. is where we take a credit card and using our facility, we obviously take payments at the correlating yeah. stage. Pre-agreed percentages, yep. which is, yep. you know, everyone's cool. Right. Yep. So you're absolutely right. When it gets to the final amount, if the customer turns around and says, look, I'm not happy with this, yep. you can A, choose to fix it, B, waive the final amount and say, have a good day. Yeah. That's yep. how we've done it. So yep. I've learned. I've had multiple builders go under and not pay me. I've had all of that happen yeah. to me too. Yep. So, so I highly uh, suggest anyone to go out and get. You don't even have. You could use the percentages are high, but you can go use Stripe. There's a whole bunch yeah, of yeah. online payment yep. systems these days. But go out, get yourself a merchant machine. Well, you do your research. You work out what's you good work for out you what's and, best for you, yeah. right? And then you're absolutely right. The the six hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars that you'd use in fees on that month is nothing in no. comparison to chasing and losing that money. Six hundred dollars in fees in a month is you'd pull in some cash yeah because I know what we do over our machines yeah. and what that costs like it's okay yeah. you f- and you factor it in yeah. it's you part do. of your you business do. cost and the more you bring in you go back to the bank again yeah, so and I want to go down negotiate point, I want to go down point four or point yeah. three. so we jump around because I'm crazy and it doesn't always go in yeah, one line right. so yeah. I don't know if we finished talking about the reverse engineer what you want yep blah 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 blah, blah. Um, I, I think there'll be landscapers out there going yeah but you're painting a house yep. this is different yep. I'm landscaping a house yep. like we've got lawn pavers mm-hmm. driveways we can't not do one or the other like 
do you what do you i mean i'm sure you've got yeah yeah so 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 i i like i would need to sit down with every individual business owner to really wrap this up but this is what i do yeah. right i'm a systems guy yeah. so to give you a prime example um uh, another person approached me recently who is a gardener yep. okay if we want to go as close as we possibly can yep. and um what he does is obviously you know head trimming um gutter cleaning yep. he does mulching he does lawn mowing etc so i said well how many how many uh, people do you have on your repeatable model like on your actual subscription model yeah, he goes, yeah. oh we've got multiple lawns that we do fantastic so what I would suggest, he's charging out of 45 bucks an hour at this point. I said, that's way too cheap. Yeah, way too cheap. I said, rather than charging out at an hourly rate, you need to charge out per lawn. Yeah. He goes, what do you mean by that? Well, I said, well, you, you need to work it out. Maybe so. Maybe you do a front and back lawn mow yep. um, up to 250 square meters. Whatever meter, it is, yep. square, you yep. to run your numbers. Yep. But, right, and, and then you go $200 flat fee. Yep. You know, and then what you do is then you go, oh, well, by the way, when you get there, you go, listen, uh, every three months, we recommend that you mulch Yep. Obviously, your your garden, yep. and here are the three options that we yep. do. That's another. That's a booster. Yep. Then another thing he does is is um, gutter cleaning. Again, he's charging forty five bucks an hour. Here's what I suggested: every three months, go out there because that's what you can do when you have packages yep. selling products. Yep. So I said to him, go out there and then start to look at those gutters mm-hmm. pre uh, pre uh, weather. Yep. Uh, winter yep. go out there and say to them listen for $180 we can clean your gutters yep. here's what it costs we suggest you do it twice a year yep. we'll, we'll put this on our you know three month schedule when we do our you know mowing yep. um, and then show them what actually happens to the fascia yep. so just to replace 500 mil of fascia that rots yeah. when the backflow of the water yeah. from leaves is uh, a minimum $350 yeah. Yeah. one corner yep. so by him saying to them listen if you put us in twice a year at $360 to clean your gutters yeah. You're actually preventing that wood Anything. rot. Yeah. Right, so that's sales. There's so much more There's as well. So like you don't much. want water coming back into your house. No, you don't. But so, yeah, cool. so they, they, product, they productize. They productize their services. And then I guess the difference being a house for you is pretty standard. Yeah. Three bedrooms. Yeah. They all kind of measure the same. Yeah. These guys will just then have to work out their square meter rates mm. on their packages and mm-hmm. minimums yeah, and maximums. Yeah, yeah. And then I think when you've got that that system written down clearly, it's easy to just say a price and people say yes. I've seen so many where people kind of work out a quote based mm. on what they think it will take them and all that and they look at it and they're like, I think it's too expensive. And they yeah. they, they negotiate the price with themselves mm-hmm. before they've even seen the client. Yeah. Unnecessarily. Yeah. You don't know what the client's going to think. You know, like in, as I guess for what you were doing for me, I didn't even know what the price was but it didn't, like I had to get it done. Yeah. You know, I was in that space where I knew you could do it. I needed to get it for photos and I kind of didn't really matter what the price was going to come back with and there's mm. plenty of clients like that. Mm-hmm. Um Th- it, it's value. So that's what it was for me. It's value. Yeah, that's why you can't charge per hour. Yeah, you know you can't. And so anyone listening who is charging an hour, you need to you need to think about how you do it. You need to yep. change your whole model because yep. the hourly rate is that. It, 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 let's just let's just say you're charging out sixty bucks an hour as a trader, right? Yep. General sort of rule yep. of thumb. Now, when you go around to the normal uh, customer who's obviously an employee and might be getting twenty five bucks, twenty two, twenty three, twenty eight, yep. thirty an hour, whatever, and you turn around to them and say, "Look, we charge sixty an hour," they go, "What? That's out. That's outrageous." I, can, I don't get that. Yeah, 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 yeah. they're going to go on get that but it's like well hang on there's overheads and all the other other things now if you reframe that conversation and say well listen this is a package price so we do this for two thousand dollars then it then they takes out the equation of how long does it take well look on average this takes between you know two days or four days whatever you you establish so you know internally but then you have an incentive because essentially it's price work and you won't have incentive to get it done as soon as you can then it becomes wow look how quickly they deliver that package versus well they took an extra hour and i don't want to pay that extra sixty dollars yeah I think that's a good idea and I think that um, I know when we were doing I was doing landscaping before I opened the shop Mm. and we used to do 
like I guess the the labour and the materials for irrigation, mm-hmm. and once we stuck them together, yeah, and didn't talk about the the labour cost mm, and mm. the materials cost, and it was just like for us to irrigate, and we'd give a very detailed description that yeah. you have, you know, backflow prevention devices that are testable, blah 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 mm. blah blah, like the whole detail, yeah, and we were kind of getting you know cost plus seventy five to a hundred percent margin on our trade for the materials, mm, mm. and charging fifty to seventy dollars an hour for what we perceived it to be yeah and then doing it in 0.7 or 0.6 or 0.5 of the time now there's nothing wrong with that the client was happy the job Mm. was done quickly they we used professional products yeah it was because it was a package yeah and it took us ages to get that we used to go in we'd do jobs where we'd charge three hundred dollars and there was two of us there for a day and you're like because we'd worked out oh that's not fair it wouldn't i wouldn't want to pay that much and you're kind of arguing with yourself yeah um is i guess um are you a reader or are you a podcaster or oh massive reader um as in book, massive or not audio like yeah or everything yep. everything so so i started off uh in an airport um how old was i i think i believe i was 26 yep. and i was in melbourne and i'd uh, i'd I've, I've seen some family and then i got on the plane and i had uh, the, i think the flight was delayed by a little bit i went and got two books from from the bookstore i honestly had not read you know more than three pages do you know what of, they are do you remember uh, well, like goosebumps, the two books. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing it as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those three. Oh, dude, mine was yeah. the, mine was the twits. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and I didn't even finish it. <laughs> yeah, I just asked the guys in the class. Like, yeah, we had to write something, and I'm yeah. like, what happened? <laughs> well, I, I I did it in primary school where every time you know you had to go out um to the the outside the classroom, and then you go to the teacher, and every time I'd walk out there to the last page, like, oh, I've only got two pages left. And, oh, okay, you know, and then I just like like that's how I got away without reading like all of primary school. Um, the two book I can't remember just on that yeah. you and I are so similar with that yeah. I could not stand reading yeah, at school I and I did everything I could I still made it through like I was yeah. scoring A's and B's through most of my until year 11 yeah. I started smoking a bit too much marijuana but the that kind of, yeah, that's a separate podcast <laughs> and then I just stopped because I didn't care anymore yeah, but yeah. Um, I just yeah. managed to negotiate my way to an A yeah, it wasn't about doing the work. It was the te- I could I played the teachers anyway. So See, I'm I'm different on that because I think that's important. So if anyone's listening and realised that they've struggled through school or it wasn't a right fit for yeah. them, I, I was I used to get suspended from year two. I, I honestly was suspended from no sorry year three. From year three onwards, I was suspended right through to high school uh, till year t- eleven. I was suspended upwards of 50 times so I never ever ever had a detention yeah because every time I got close to the edge I had Mm. enough emotional intelligence Mm. I'd pull back negotiate and I'd be back into it it was ridiculous see mine was that I just never wanted to be there ever so you played up yeah I played up I didn't want to be there I knew that they couldn't they had no real authority over me Mm. and I knew that I wanted to be doing other things Um, so you know that that rebel attitude that you know when you're when you're a child well as a year two that's it's pretty early stage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. And there's a whole, you know, family th- things that add to that, which we're yeah. not going to in this podcast. But, um, you know, I had to develop a lot as an individual yep. and, and I had to see the world in a different light. But quite honestly, those withdrawals, because I, I, I spent a lot of time in rooms by myself at school because I was like, I was taken away from that. Because that's everyone. how they dealt with yeah. it. Yeah. So I no talking thought. about you were trying to work out what's exactly. wrong. Exactly. Yeah. So I just constantly thought and thought and thought and, and I didn't realize how much that was developing me as an individual. Yeah. So I would just think about things and I would talk to myself in my head and 
and I would develop and, and, and that's where I got to the point where I was so creative because I was always looking at things and like and just piecing together in my head I, yeah. I just went up there and I could just see I could just see blueprints in my head that's how I create business that's how I create things I see it in my head and then I just bring it to life yeah. um, and so yeah so to the point is that anyone who's struggling through high school understand that that's you know or, or you know fresh out of school in that sense is, is that that is really irrelevant to where you want to right. go especially as a business owner and don't sweat it don't sweat it at all because you know there were there were so many teachers that turned around and actually pulled me out of class and said you're never going to amount to yeah. anything leave now I got a chemistry exam in year 12 because I lived in Japan mm. for a year and came back and I didn't really give a shit and I got zero out of 25 mm. the day after I got back yep and he basically wrote on there you're pathetic get help or change wow. subjects and I was like that's not very nice that's horrible and my and my, my mum um, I guess would fight to the death to defend her children's yeah, yeah. <laughs> she went down the principals like because I was like year 12 SRC chairperson yeah. I'd go to staff meetings with yeah. the teachers and represent the student body like yeah, I was yeah. like yeah. I don't even think it was nerdy it was just anytime there was an opportunity to be voted mm. I wanted to be voted and be number one mm. <laughs> so mm. I was like I'll, I'll be the boss yeah. I want to be the like so yeah. like what was it, the sporting teams like vice captain of the mm. sports it was just yeah, no, yeah. no matter what and when that happened man my mum went down and set it. fire to the school I think that yeah. guy was just like never again anyway so the two books so you you, yes. you hadn't read since high school you bought two yeah. books at the airport in Melbourne yeah do you remember what those books were yeah yeah uh, the, the one of them was the first book I ever read was The Naked CEO yeah. don't remember a damn thing out of I it I haven't read it yeah don't remember a thing it's a, it's a bestseller um, I don't remember a thing out of it um, and I can't remember what the second one was but um, what I, well, I remember the third was Rich Dad Poor Dad yep. and so that sort of just that, that whole path and then I was just like Whoa. I thought that was a true story <laughs> yeah well <laughs> for a long time did you know that well it's, it was a true story <laughs> <laughs> there you go well it's the whole like it's 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 to earlier yeah you don't know what you don't know sorry man I ruined it for him That's yeah. right. you don't know what you don't know yeah. so so what happened was that when I started reading this just well just exploded within me and I was like holy shit because now this is stuff that you're actually interested yeah, in absolutely. yeah absolutely and I was like I'd already was running business for multiple years at this point I'd been in business three and a half four years at yeah. this point and then I went wow and that was just self-taught stumbling yeah, learning yeah. making mistakes yeah. Yeah. and I just went like wow I've got to absorb as much as I can yeah. and within that year I read 30 plus books yep. in 2017 I read upwards of 70 and in 2018 was my slowest year I think I read like yeah like 30 you know what I mean which I, is still a lot oh, I, I found for my, with my reading I went in hard early mm. got through 50, 60, 70 books on Audible because yep. I, I can't yeah, sit yeah. down and read I'll fall asleep um, and then I was like okay I think I've listened to them all yeah. like I feel like I don't need to really read too much more mm, I, and mm. I do because you don't know what yeah, you don't yeah, know yeah. but I'm now more like let's just do it well, you know. so so the point for anyone who's thinking, oh, there's no value in books or audio books, it's all the same, is that every one of those books is, yes, repeatable for the most part of yep. the previous book you've read. Yep. But somewhere along there's going to be a nugget, right? And that nugget is what you're looking yeah. for. And and secondly, on that is that every single day when you wake up, your brain is like a computer and you need to program it into the way you which you want it to act. Yep. If you're a very driven individual and you get up and you write your goals, you're telling yep. it what you want every yeah, yeah. day. If you get up and you put an audio book on as soon as you wake mm-hmm. up, you all of a sudden start programming programming it to whatever those thoughts are so as a tradie we're obviously put the radio on yeah. and so all of a sudden listen that to all the song negativity remi- yeah. the news and so you listen yeah. to the news you listen to a song that reminds you of that you know person that you broke up with yeah. and all of a sudden you feel shit 
get yep. three songs in and you feel down, you're like, I don't want to be here today. I'm getting a pie now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I would honestly say that if the, the, the biggest tip that I could give you today, as small as it is, is every day that you wake up, start listening to audio books. Yeah. Because regardless of whether you've heard that information before, it could be the same book. Yep. It's going to stimulate your thoughts in a way that's going to take you in the direction of where you want to go. Yep, I agree with that. I listen to Gary V a fair bit, as everyone knows in the whole world. Mm. Mm. Shout out to Gary if you're listening. I know Gary listens to this sometimes. Um, <laughs> DK's just fallen over, um, and you kind of drive along and you and I and it, I mean his shit's all I've, I know the whole thing. I could yeah. do the keynote, but yeah. even then I drive along and I'm like, yeah, I should probably do I, that. Could work for here, and I'll mm. I'll think about something that yeah. that I've heard him talk about before. I'm like, Actually, I could probably do that with my guy there, or mm. you know. So so I, I've been I've been because importantly to mention that is that um, recently again because I absorbed a lot of Gary V in 2015 2016 and yep. then that started me to do my whole thing with yep. 365 well, that's the reason DK's here that's, well, yeah. that's the reason Ash is yeah. here you know and and so but to, today as in the last few weeks and so everyone listening it's well how am I going to do that it's like if you don't want to listen to an audio book get out your phone mm. put on YouTube mm-hmm. go sit your phone somewhere get a set of earpods yep. and literally start listening so I've been listening to non-step stop keynotes and a whole range that's of the funny thing because you paint yeah so you can listen and work well most people can like well what's if you work excuse? at a call center yeah maybe not but no we're, we're talking you know, about we're talking about yeah, tradies here right? right like like so yeah. the point is that we're it's it's hard work yep and we're in our head yep. and if you're having trouble with the missus or the kids or something's going wrong yeah. you're going to start thinking about it yep. so what do you do yep. you program your mind you don't put the radio on you program your mind yep. go get your, your Air, uh, airpods yep. go put one over on the side <laughs> Shout of it's out a, to apple yeah <laughs> if it's an issue go put like safety issue go put one down somewhere else yeah. and just keep one in your ear go sit your phone over so it's still playing youtube just move it so you're at the same distance there's no excuse and start listening to Gary or Grant yep. or anyone else that you are inspired by. Uh, Patrick Bet David, value tainment. Have you seen his stuff? No, no. I, I I've been on the hunt for a while because I'm like, oh fuck it, Gary V. I've listened to everything, mm-hmm. nothing else to do. Um, he does a, a lot of interviews with guys like um, Mark Cuban, Vanilla Ice. I watched that last night. Yeah, like yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah. And he's a really good interviewer. Okay. Like, really draws it out. I think you'd enjoy that as yeah, well. Yeah. It's not. It's just different. It's just hearing the perspective of what's like, his name? Patrick Bet David. So okay. the YouTube channel is called Valuetainment. Okay. Um, he's got three or four hundred um, videos up, I think. Mm. So he's he started an insurance business in America. Yeah. So I think he's an Iranian national. Mm. Uh, was in the army, come to America, mm. started doing fitness stuff, and then kind of moved around. And mm. yeah, if you've ever seen, there's a video that was on Facebook about an entrepreneur wakes up, grinds hard, and then he gets in a Ferrari and pulls up at the business at 4.30 in the morning. Nah, it's yeah, it's yeah. real cliche. Yeah, That's yeah, his video. Yeah, yeah. That, I think he popped when he made that because yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm driving a Ferrari to work, mm-hmm. but I'm also getting here before any of you woke up. Yeah. Like very, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I guess um, I, I ask a lot of our, um, our guests, is there a quote or a, or a mantra that you continue to live by or come back to? I mean, you've probably got 400, but... Look, the, the, the there's there's two. Right, there's two, and they're they're to both extremes. And and my my personal quote, which is something that I live by, is self belief over everything. So I've always had a strong sense of self belief in who I am and where I'm going. No yep. one can ever break that. No one can ever take that away from me. I know that as long as I'm with me at all times and I have that voice in my head telling me what to do, which we all have, yep. I'm going to be just fine. Yep. So it's self belief over everything. So whatever you're doing in this world, find the courage within yourself to believe in yourself, and everything else, the strength that you require, will come to you and take you to where you need to go. Yep. Okay. And then the flip side of that for all the business owners out there is you cannot buy the lessons that business will teach you, but you will pay for it. <laughs> when you know that what that truly means yep. you know what it's like to run a business I like that that was good the um, I, I think about it sometimes like the um, 
you could have gone to uni and paid a hundred thousand dollars to do a master's mm. i've made a hundred thousand dollars worth of mistakes oh yeah that feels like oh. a master's oh, you, you made way more than that yeah. like I, i've made half a million dollars in mistakes well that's right these you are, know, are these, these are the ones that i want to admit <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> so it's like if yeah. you add the wage mistakes oh jeez there's a, there's well, and, a and then, then factor in lost revenue Let, like, let's be real we, yeah, you can't lost, even you, put a you number can't. in your no. you can't it's it's insane like the time that you yeah, that that you've spent too much on this and you've lost mm, that. Well, mm. like this is and DK brings it up a lot. I didn't go to a meeting recently. Um, I've never missed a meeting. Yeah, like, I just don't miss them. It's just part of the way I was brought up. Mm. I talk to DK all, all the time. Five minutes early is on time. On time is late. Yeah, always be there. And I, in a period where I don't know, I was probably drinking too much and a lot of shit was going on, and we were busy. I don't know if there was a few of my guys weren't here or Matt maybe wasn't here, and I was dealing with a very large commercial tender that I wanted to meet with this person about to try and discuss how it wasn't going in the right direction. Mm. I just never put it in my calendar. Mm. And I think it was, say, 10 or 11 o'clock Monday morning. Wednesday, I just went, oh, no. I didn't go to that meeting. Oh, no. Now, I think the total potential revenue from that contract is about $1 to $1.4 million a year, Mm. potentially. Like, Mm. we're not necessarily going to get it all. It's as good as gone. Like, I'm not... Like, I did every... I'm sent this person like a plant <laughs> emails I'm sorry like mm. I it's never happened I'm sorry mm. I'm sorry I'm sorry and yeah. no no more contact so mm. um, those little mistakes I mean it's good that it happened because it just slapped mm. me in the face a bit and went you, you're you operating outside of your I guess ability w- yes with your current health yeah. and alcohol and lifestyle choices yeah. you yeah. need to snap out of this yeah. so it might have cost me that but then what's it saved me so you never really know those sliding door moments or those quantum paradigm moments no, where you've kind of gone one way and you should have gone the other Look, way. Look, we, we, and I'll, I'll give an insight to people however they're perceiving me to be right now as well and, and this only happened to me last year where I had someone who's very successful, um, I won't name them, but very successful in this state who we became very good friends with very quickly, uh, very aligned and uh, and they were really backing me to, to see me very successful there in the, the, the real estate industry and we took on a job uh, that was way out of the scope of what we could do with the people that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, I got in there and thought, no, 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 we can, we can do this. And so you I said yes. Yeah, I said yes to it, and I should have said no because it wasn't one of my packages. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a house. It wasn't what we do specifically. But of course, as a tradie, it's like, can you do this? Yeah. How long will it take? Uh, and it was an impressive job. And it was an impressive and it job. Was someone that you wanted to impress. I wanted to impress. Yep. And so what I did is I turned around and said, yeah, we can do it, man. Yep. And ultimately, I had to turn around because it just got way too complicated. There were so many unforeseen because the building was so old mm-hmm. um, that I actually had to turn around and just say, I'm, I'm sorry, man. We actually have to walk away from this job and I had to refund $4,000 and actually really did burn the relationship um, and whilst I kept communicating with this individual we've only just started actually um, we're starting to get back to where we were yeah. because there is there is a strong bond and this yeah. is this is someone that wasn't just a business associate I considered a mate mm. and when I consider someone a mate that means something mm. to me so when I knew that I'd let that person down I knew I'd fucked up mm. and I fucked up because I went out of the scopes that what I know that I can deliver on so when you have a business have have those rules yeah you do and you have to go like I have a business and I do something it could be one thing phenomenally well stick to that and mm. nothing else mm. because as a trader when we start mm. doing hey can you you know, while can, you're here can you hang a picture 
future. Exactly right. Like to give to just to give the prime example of it, someone, yeah, like you know, can you paint this water tank? Can you paint this driveway? It's like, well, have you ever done it before? It's like, oh, well, it's still just painting it, right? It's like to give an example. It's like it maybe planting a specific plant that might need a certain um, attention that yep. you're not aware of. Or you need of, to right? go buy a special tool, yeah. or you need to engage right. a consultant, or you, know, you yeah, need to a do whole more follow-up. Things, yeah, yeah. It could nothing be, you know about. Nothing you know about. It could be removing or, or um, putting in certain um, uh, retaining walls mm. or, or substrates, or there's clay soil. Like, or you're not licensed. You're not licensed, right? <laughs> there's all these yeah. variables that come into play. So when you know what you do well, stick to that and stick in your lane and just do it phenomenal. And, and it's taken me to a point of proving to this individual how good I am in my lane mm. for them to come back and say, no, I, I do believe in you and we're going to continue on with this friendship because um, that's first and foremost to me is yeah. I care about the friendship. Yep. And, and I remember saying to this individual that regard, when I gave him back their four grand and said, if we never do business again, that's fine. Yep. But I want you to know that I genuinely give a shit about you as a person yeah. and this was a real friendship. Yep because um, that means something to me in business so you know the point of that is that stick within your lane mm. at all times and never waver no matter how you perceive that individual to be D- don't get caught up in the glamour of who they are mm. and where they already are mm. because you need to be running your own race um, and ne- not get sidetracked with all the, the glitter that uh, that comes with hanging out with people such as that I talked about that in a video recently I just put it up about how um, I was getting business envy yeah. Um, and you get caught in the trap of doing something that you might not necessarily do because you want to impress someone that you want to be like or you want to spend more time with or mm. whatever or you're looking over the fence and going they've grown so much and you don't ever really know but I think the, the, the great importance of putting those rules down even in writing mm. when you're tired or fatigued or stressed or running low on cash flow or whatever mm. if you refer to those rules you won't make stupid mistakes because yeah. it's like a meal plan for someone who's trying to lose weight or mm-hmm. being in, in the armed forces mm-hmm. all the training they do is so that when they're in a stressful situation they make the decision that they're meant to make when they're yeah. not in a stressful situation yeah, absolutely. And you, you're, absolutely. you may have been in a position yeah. one of those things where you're trying to impress or yeah. you're low on cash flow yeah. or you, you want the ego mm. which is a mm. hundred nah 98% of the things I do is ego mm-hmm. so if you don't have those rules yeah. you know you kind of my, my issue is that, you know, and this is where I've drawn back and this is why I've been on the tools and everything and you see me working so hard um, the last few weeks is that I got caught up in, in who everyone believes me to be today, which is who I'm going to be tomorrow. And so what I had to... You re- got caught up in it. I got caught up in yeah. it. So because- everyone's like, yep, you're going to be... X. The biggest You're be thing successful. going around, and and these are multi millionaires. Will be taking you to Monaco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these are these are multi millionaires and very successful people saying that you are us and you will be us. It's just yeah. a matter of time. Yeah. And so there I am thinking, well, wow, like how long is it going to be, and all the rest of it. And, and it's not that I, I, there wasn't an ego, but it was me starting to believe that it's a desire. Th- it's a desire, but it was that things were going to be easy than they really are. Mm. And so what I started to do was, you know, I'm hanging out with all these people, and these people are bringing me into their circle, and they're seeing that I'm a mover and shaker in the making and it's like well hey we want to bring him in with us and I got caught up in that because I started to you know run with them in their race right going to charity events hanging out at certain football matches doing things because they've already made it and they're already celebrating they can afford the fuel for their boats though exactly it's different it's different and and so what you've got to realise is remember the stage of the game in which you're at and you need to stick to that stage and you need to do your hard yards because there's no point riding someone else's coattails there because that's never the way that you want to get to the finish line being honest about that's important as well because most of those guys or the good ones the ones you you like mm. they don't care mm. if you can't go to that charity event or you can't do that that's fine oh yeah absolutely you're they, them 10 years ago or whatever exactly. like it doesn't matter no exactly but I think a lot of people kind of like well they've invited me I gotta if go. I say no it's rude but if you mm. go back and go look I honestly can't afford this this mm. is you know or, or I 
I need to spend this time on my business. I can't mm. go out and drink like you guys can because yeah. we're in different spots. They appreciate that. Mm. Um, and that's that business envy again. It, it, it depends on what kind of business you're trying to build because so many people get caught up in the fact that, you know, if, if they get a certain level of success, then they want to go to the footy and yeah. they want to hang out with everyone and they want to do all that. Yeah. I'm trying to build a national franchise. Mm. So I've already partied. I've done that. <laughs> I, I get it, I, man. It, the more that I was hanging out last year with all these individuals and going to the footy matches and, and drinking beer and catching, I'm like, it's not me. It's not who I want to be. Yeah. Because I, like, I don't find the value it's anymore. It's a character. It's a character. I, I've done that. Mm-hmm. I don't find the value in going to the pub and sitting there for four hours with everyone just having a laugh mm-hmm. when I could be developing my company mm-hmm. and doing things that are more important to me. And those meetings, the real important ones, mm-hmm. don't take four hours. No, they don't. And you... like, Because we've, we've had tickets at uh, Adelaide Oval for five years mm-hmm. and I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. Not only the, um, the time away from family and, and that's important because obviously I've got young kids and a wife I should keep mentioning her she's going to start feeling alienated um, but spending like a night at the footy doesn't take four hours because yeah. it kills yeah. the next day it costs me mm-hmm. $800 probably yeah. and that's not including lost time yeah. that's just Uber Uber four tickets mm. $400 worth of alcohol so yeah. you know that meeting could be done especially with once you start dealing with mature individuals who are mm. in the same position mm. they don't want to go get drunk either no, no. they still want to be successful so yeah. they're like do you want to have breakfast for 40 minutes Mm-mm. and cover the same stuff yeah yeah cool. yeah it did help at the start. Yeah. Everyone's running their own race. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of people listening to this that aren't going to necessarily correlate to what we've just said because they're happy to just have a one, two man, 10 yep. man band, and that's it. And yep. that's still a great, successful company. Um, but they're trying to build their own lifestyle because they want to go fishing three days a week. That's you know? better. That's cool. That's like if they've successfully found what they want and they're mm-hmm. doing it, like. I've successfully found what I'm what I want and I haven't got there yet. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. if they've achieved it, oh, yeah, absolutely. Good on you. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah, if you yeah. can um, articulate it cuz I think it goes back to that point where I, we yeah. talked about like find out what you want it to look like at the end. Yeah. If they've got it, it happiness. Good on you. Happiness. Yeah. If 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 you are true like don't go into this, into business as a tradie or any kind of business and, and think that it's going to be easy and don't go into it thinking that the money's going to help you because it just won't. No. And what you're going to do is if you if you continue working your ass off nonstop but you're doing something that's not truly aligned with who you are as an individual, you are going to hate yourself yep. when all of a sudden you have four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys, you've got multiple cars on the road, you've got all this ATO debt, you can't keep up with paying all their super and all of a sudden everything's come crumbling down around mm-hmm. you, right? And you spent five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years building something that's not aligned with who you are so when hit shits the, when shit hits the fan you pull the pin because you go you know what I don't have the strength to overcome this because it was never what I wanted to do in the first place when it takes three years to accumulate a problem and five years to fix it it's yep. a challenging eight years oh yeah and that's pretty much the numbers we ran yeah. we took three years of digging a hole mm. and then on my own not on my own but on my own I took five years to throw that dirt back in yeah. and started from scratch so we went from Zero that first eight years, and then the last two years, once the hole had been filled, and I fixed my systems around tax savings and yeah. superannuation and paying people money and all mm-hmm. that shit, mm-hmm. did it finally feel like I could exhale? So, yeah, um, I guess be careful what you wish for. Is there anything that um, I guess you want to add, or is there anything you want to plug at the moment? Obviously, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, we'll link up all your socials 
in, yeah, in the yeah, podcast yeah. where we where we put it. Yeah, look, um, no, there's nothing I want to plug, and there's nothing. My my underlying message of regardless of what I'm what I'm building with my business is always just to inspire individuals to be the best versions of themselves. So for me, it's about finding allowing people to find the courage within themselves uh, to go chase whatever it is they want in this world. Yep. And so that is that is my purpose. That is inspiring individuals along my journey to be the best version of myself yep. for them to be the best version of themselves. Yep. Okay, so whatever it is, take the chance. Believe in yourself. Get back up no matter how many times you get knocked down and understand that the, the world is a big and scary place and it's going to hurt you. Mm. It's going to hurt you a lot. Yeah. But but if you believe in yourself over everything else, you'll find the strength to overcome it. Good message, man. Thank you so much for coming in. 